Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Alan Cochran, the Cockerel, some call him, <laughs> and uh, Emily Dean. And uh, we're sitting in a small studio in Golden Square, London, a large conurbation in the southeast of England. You can text us on 812.15 or you can follow us on that which some call to choose. choose ah. Uh, <laughs> we're on Twitter as well, at Frank on Absolute. It's mm-hmm. all going. I really felt like a professional broadcast there for about yeah, twelve seconds. Yeah, you sounded like one. Mm-hmm. And then you realised that um, well, the words were all in like the wrong order. I think it was Twitter that threw you, wasn't it? You're still not um, embracing the Twitter. And oh, the, yeah, uh, it still this time caused a little misstep. I might get it towards the end, like I did uh, MySpace. Yeah, you will. <laughs> it's like mobile phones or something. It just takes a while. Yeah. Or VCRs. Uh, can I say I was one, I was I was well up there with mobile phones. I had one of those big, massive. Ones. Oh, were you an early adopter? Oh, I'd oh, love I to have seen really. you as one of those, Frank. Big eighties number. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> so, um, what I was wondering is that Hurricane Sandy in uh, in in New York. When that hit, was anyone stranded at the driving? Is this a music fine, joke? Fine no. work. Yeah. Yes, I'm bad on music jokes. If you we know this. In Greece, there's a there's a song called oh, yeah. Sandy. Yeah, that's where he's right. standing at a driving by this yeah, girl yeah. Sandy who doesn't turn yeah, up. Yeah, I get it now. Of course, there's also that one in um, Annie where she gets the dog and oh, she says Sandy. I'm going to call him Sandy. Which I imagine the meteorological office sat around saying there's an enormous uh, hurricane heading towards Sandy. I'm going to call him Sandy or her, isn't it? If they're female. Oh, they're always female anyway <laughs> let's start with a bit of old-fashioned patriotism you know um, you know before the show you had to do uh, some trails where you describe what the show was gonna be like yes we never thought to say jokes from the musicals did we no i never <laughs> who knows what the show is gonna be exactly, like exactly that's what right, made like, it difficult. It, it, i think it drops off us like windfall fruit <laughs> <laughs> did you want to do uh breaking news this well, breaking news about uh that are Queen of Hearts in many regards. The old uh, David of Beckham. He's not our Queen of Hearts. He's, he's mine. He's <laughs> mine. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going on. That. He's got my Queen of Can he say that legally? He's got my heart. That's what I meant. Yes, anyway. He's got my he's heart. Lovely. He's lovely, isn't he, Beckham? Gorge. Obviously anyway. he's lovely. He is, he's gorge. I just didn't um, think he was your demographic, has, but carry on. And he's as I pointed out before, he has the decency to have that... Um, <laughs> That, oh, don't talk about that me. slack lower lip it's thing, which stops slack. him from being perfect. Because you can't love someone who's perfect, but oh, you can think, the, yeah. Um, but good old Bex, you know, he does. He's got all the modelling. He's, you know, he's a good player. But a fair play to him. He's got the slack lip thing. It's the deliberate. He's one, you know, he's one of the lads. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of the lads. He's not perfect. <laughs> he's got that dribbling thing. Well, I think uh, I uh, my. Estimation of him is somewhat better than the uh, New Zealand Prime Minister's, who yes. has uh, been accused of saying that he's as thick as bat droppings, shall we say? Yes, we're, lovely. We're, can I just say lovely use of droppings? Yeah, yes. we've tidied that up mm. a bit for yeah, uh, because the he, broadcast. He used, he used the rude word. He used a he did. silly Billy word. <laughs> Um, we're okay. Yeah, <laughs> we're all okay. It's quite a strong thing, isn't it, to say about? Uh, yeah. It's uh, the thing I like in the um, in the article that I've uh, seen was that um, a Beckham source yeah. said uh, 
for someone supposedly thick, David has, has done pretty well, <laughs> which I, I think is, that's exactly the response, isn't it? Oh yeah, I'm thick, am I? Because I seem to be worth £160 million and I think an you can be football. thick and rich. Yes. He says pretty think... well to have become one of the world's most successful footballers, as if intelligence would naturally go hand in hand with that. Yeah. I, the thing is that I, if you're in uh, comedy, there are certain people who... Uh, there, are, there are a series of chairs. If you can imagine a series of line of chairs where there's fat person, mm. thick person, old person, sort of randy person, and then when you do a joke, you... you you take them in, in a formulate gag. Oh, I yeah. see. So oh, if you oh, do... I don't want to ask which chair I'd be in. Well, I don't know if you're in a chair yet. No. Mm-hmm. Obviously, okay. you are in my universe. Oh. But, I mean, if comedians sat around and there's a fat person joke, uh, yeah. I think they're probably still, after all this time, going to Vanessa Phelps. And she's been in that chair. Or John from... Prescott, yeah. John a... Prescott, is he still in there, you know? Yeah. Adele has never gone anywhere near that chair. No. That's, that's because she's held with great love. Mm. But um, David Beckham's been in the thick chair for a long time. Yeah. But that's our country, so we're allowed to say those things about him. Yeah. But I don't like the Prime Minister in New no. Zealand. Um, can we not talk about the Randy chair? Yeah. No. <laughs> but, um, you, but you know what I mean? Yes, I do know. If you need, you, you need a joke and you think we need someone who's a bit of a famous womaniser, mm. it's probably still Peter Stringfellow. Yes, you're right, Frank. I mean, he's done well to hang on to that title. People stay in those chairs for years, and Mm. and I think Beckham probably needs a wipe, doesn't it? Even though he's gone international treasure uh, thing, he uh, he's still in the thick chair. Yeah, and that's not to say he's thick; it's just to say he's in the thick chair. So that's who you do the jokes with. Yeah, yeah. You know, all those jokes like when Kevin Keegan walked. I remember doing that joke. You know. Someone wanted to dress them, they said, oh, the coach is leaving, and Beckham said, I better, I better get going, I left a 300-quid leather jacket on it. It was all that kind of... There was a book signing, uh, massive book signing, Oxford Street, David Beckham. Uh, books, the signing lasted uh, two and a half hours, and then he did the second book. <laughs> all those things. And it was just... It was fine, but I don't want the, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, especially because it's called John Key... No. And there's a fall song called No Christmas for John Keys, <laughs> which is just a way of saying junkies. And oh, it's just a, oh a, a, God. So, now we've got some drug addict <laughs> criticising one of our most famous footballers. Is that all right? That's this week's uh, texting. <laughs> That's one of those links when I think, is this happening or am I going to wake up in a minute and think, I'd better get to Absolute Radio, I'm going to be late. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I'll tell you a good example of the chair, the comedy chair. Yeah. I was doing one of those guessing games when you have to communicate uh, whoever's name is on the card. You know, oh, yeah, card, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can't say what's on the card. And uh, it was uh, Ken Dodd was the name on the card. And I said, he's a comedian, uh, he didn't pay his tax. And everyone mm-hmm. said Jimmy Carr. And that's because Jimmy Carr is now in the comedian who didn't pay his tax chair. Oh, and yeah. Ken Dodd's had to leave. Carry on. Uh, Frank, we've had a tweet in. This is from Nugget, who's one of my regulars. Oh, yes. He says, I see you got to don a cape when dressed as a vampire at Wassie's Halloween party. That's directed to you, Frank. Yes, I did. I I went to a Halloween party this week. And Mm. as regular listeners will know that I, I... 
got through um, with great delight the audio book of Dracula <laughs> yes. last year, and um, I got very into the idea of wearing a cape. Mm. So um, Halloween comes around, and I thought, "This is this is me." <laughs> Uh, oh, in like, a Mike Yarwood fashion. In a Mike Yarwood <laughs> fashion. So, um, unfortunately, I can only do one Shelby's impression, and uh, it's, don't no, do it, Frank. it's no longer viable. No, don't do it. Please don't. <laughs> so, um, I, I went as Dracula. Now, my first worry was it was a bit... Um, it's a bit route one. It is, yeah. To go to a Halloween party as... As, as Dracula. As, as Dracula, like yeah. this. But there actually, there weren't many there there weren't many draculas no i think every, the first I think year it was, a, it was a double bluff yeah excellent yeah and can i say your cloak slash cape um it looked quite lush it the, was the fabric looked expensive i was worried it was going to be umbrella fabric but it wasn't mm. no it was uh, it was a stylish thing and it was good to get it on although i did um i, I had it on for about four minutes before i shot it in a mini cab door <laughs> it's not as easy as i thought it was going to be the cape <laughs> right um, when Dracula travels in his, he transforms himself into a bat. I didn't have that option. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, of course, this comes to the thing. I do remember many, a long time ago we spoke about ghosts, and I was very concerned about the fact that I can understand dead bodies rising up and moving about, but how does the clothes things work? <laughs> <laughs> How do the, the ghosts of their clothes come back? That's yes, what I don't I understand. Agree with you. And this is the same thing when Dracula transforms into a bat. <laughs> what happens to the outfit? Do people say, "What is what?" Can you see that sort of black blob <laughs> moving across the? Oh yeah, it's like a. It looks like a full suit of clothes hanging on a on a bat. <laughs> like he couldn't find a coat hanger, so he's hung all his clothes oh, yeah. on a bat. That's what it must be like. Some old socks dropping off from the sky. But get this on the what? cape front. So I went there and I, I swished my way through the night. Can I just say, Frank, before you even... I saw a photograph of you. I was so proud of you. In front of the paparazzi, you were holding the cape aloft yes. in the Count Docula style. Yeah, exactly. No, I went for it. And uh, I didn't do my own makeup. I was doing a TV show that night, so I got the makeup lady to do the makeup. So mm. it was really, mm. I mean, I looked like I had been dead for 500 years. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the chair for four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was. It was so quick. And everyone said, oh, you look amazing. Why, you look like Bella Lugosi, like after he got into the morphine thing. And I, I mean, I'd hardly looked at the, the makeup. Anyway, then on Friday... Mm. I should explain, first of all, that at the party also was Gwen Stefani. Yes. Who, um, who hadn't made much of an effort. Oh, really? she did? She had a... She, had a, she a, was sandy, wasn't she? She had a blood... She had a bullet wound on the side of her head. Oh, that was it. And then she had normal clothes. Oh. That's not good enough. No, she was dressed as Sandy, uh, sandy from Greece. Was she? Yeah. Halloween Sandy. Who got shot in the head? Well, I don't know. Scene? I don't know the details. <laughs> Is Greece going to be a recurring theme through this <laughs> show today? Mm. Um, especially when we get into economics in the third <laughs> hour. <laughs> no, but the, Friday, there's a picture of Gwen Stefani in the paper, mm. out on the town. What is she wearing? Black cape. No. Now, you're not telling me that she didn't see me at that <laughs> party and think, hey, that looks great, I'm going to get a, a, a black cape like that guy. 
That guy. Yeah, that's... assuming she doesn't know. Well, I'm, I'm know assuming, I don't think she'd know me. <laughs> Not Gwen. That's I've only guy. known one Gwen in my life. She was a cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I honestly think I, I, you've heard it here first. That I this week I influenced in quite heard a big way. First and last, possibly the fashion tastes of uh, Gwen Stefani. I'm not saying it wasn't mutual. I've been followed by um, three Japanese girls ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I met. Her. I don't know if it's mistaken identity or whatever it is, and I don't like to say anything. But I feel bad about them sleeping on the bedroom floor. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We're going to carry on talking about the party that you two went to. <clears throat> Jonathan Ross's Halloween party. Were you there? Halloween. Um, I didn't get invited to the uh, Jonathan Ross one, did I? Don't no, know. I thought there might be. In fact, one. your night you'd been your, to. your night. You did Room One Hundred One and then went to the Jonathan Ross party. Two things I didn't get invited to, <laughs> as, as we've covered. Awkward. <laughs> yeah, orcs. No, did you go um, to a party? I went trick or treating with my little boy. And, uh, I'm pr- that's what I'd put in Room One Hundred One is trick or treating. Oh really? Would you? Why? Yeah, I'd put all sorts of uh, petty crime. <laughs> in there. The intimidation of uh, Yeah, people. but Frank, the best thing happened, when the trick-or-treaters turned up at the door, which they do, oh, there's thousands of them at the Ross door. Yes, of course. Obviously. And um, I was asked to give out sweets. I felt like Marie Antoinette. I quite enjoyed it. So I was giving out sweets to the local children, and one of them said, are you Jonathan Ross's daughter? Oh, oh. I've never felt so happy in my life. <laughs> I haven't actually told him this, so I do hope he's not listening. Oh, you hope he is. Yeah. He's lovely. <laughs> yeah. Um, the BBC asked me especially not to give out sweets this year. <laughs> so anyway, what happened at the party? So then, well, so I got, I went as Corpse Bride, but uh-huh. I wanted to put my full body, I was going to put some blue makeup on my neck. Can I area. say, Emily, look lovely. Oh, mm-hmm. Frank, you're so nice. It was a dress I think you could have worn to any normal. It was, it was, it was... It was lovely. a silly old thing. Lady Gaga's costume designer rustled it up for me. <laughs> Did you? By the way, speaking of that, to interrupt, did you see Lady Gaga went to an Halloween party, um, sort of almost naked? But, yes. But, but the bits that she had were like marijuana leaves. Oh. Oh, she's controversial. Isn't she? <laughs> but that First was my point. And now this. Because there was a thing in the Daily Mail showing a picture of her, like, you know, and she's very nearly naked and, and had all this, like, a drug thing on. And the first comment in the mail just says... Attention seeker, <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga. Surely that's you her. heard it here first. Surely she's even in the chair, Frank. The oh, attention seeking chair. She's in the uh, fancy dress yes. celebrity chair. Certainly. <laughs> Someone sent in a chair uh, thing, didn't they? About what, what chair is Wayne Rooney in? Yes, they did. They suggested, "Hey, gang, surely Rooney sits in the ugly chair." Oh, is that some tone in Battersea? I think he sometimes he's in... It depends on... If it's a simian kind of ugliness, I think one mm. goes to yeah. that, that chair. I think he's also in the um, more mature girlfriend uh, yeah, chair. Yeah, si- silly Billy's chair. Not, not quite girlfriend, yeah. but... Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm cleaning it up yes. a bit. <laughs> Charging by the hour thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Frank, I go as Corpse Bride, which I thought, well, that's a great idea. I walk down the stairs, first person I run into, Tim Burton... And Helena Bonham Carter, and of course it's his film. Uh-huh. So I thought, oh, this is a bit embarrassing. Is he going to judge the costume? Does it look... He, he went, great costume. Which Excellent. I was so happy, because if anyone criticised my costume, I said, I'm, I'm Burton verified. He's yeah. actually said he likes the costume. But did you see, Frank, um, what, two of my favourites of the evening, uh, Gary Lineker and Danielle. Well, they were the first Charming. people I met. I walked in and there was... Um, Gary Lineker and his wife. And Danielle, Danielle yeah. And George Lineker. Uh-huh. That's the first people I was confronted by. 
and confronted. Uh, <laughs> well, they were dressed in obviously they were dressed in garish outfits, and uh, but I have still always I've ne- I've met Gary Lineker fifty times, and every time I'm having the most mundane conversation with him, the still I hear a tiny voice in my head going, "Oh, it's Gary Lineker." <laughs> it's never gone away. Fine. Yes, well, um, nice. David Baddiel was Stalin. That was very good, I thought. He had all the plumage. He said to me, this is the most recognised I've ever been. <laughs> he said that to me. I, I hope that's not true. No, he meant in his costume. Oh, I, I, hope, I hope he didn't mean what? his career. <laughs> did he mean that it was the most famous costume yes. he'd gone for? Yeah. Or the most recognised whilst in fancy dress he'd ever been? What? Yeah. I, I'm... I'm confused. People had come up to him and said, oh, you must be Stalin. Oh, I He's see. He's gone for obscure ones. I thought top. you meant that normally... Can I say, in was... Daily Mail, to quote, David Baddiel went as a Russian soldier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I saw Danny Baker went as a Russian soldier. Well, I saw oh, that. That's worse <laughs> still. Frank, can you tell me what you've made of the horror maze? I led you through a bit like Orpheus, we I have sh- to say. We should say that there is a, there is a, a big tent with a, with a maze inside it. Yeah. And I don't mean like a corn on the cob. <laughs> yeah, be a lousy night out. But you walk through dark, very Alleys. dark corridors, and then you come into rooms where there's things like someone's having a head operation. There's all these actors. Man with a chainsaw. It's, oh, really? I found it absolutely terrifying. Did you? And um, terrifying. It's even worse because I was sort of, I was screaming like a girl. Really? But, Swearing. I've never laughed so much re- in my life. I was really swearing <laughs> in terror. You know, when you swear a lot to try and feel more like strong. Like a Kiwi Prime Minister. Like yeah, it was horrible. Turning and a it's blue. Most embar- it's, it's embarrassing being a wimp anyway, but when you're a wimp dressed as Dracula, <laughs> <laughs> I felt I was letting down the whole franchise. Whereas Emily was being a bit leery with them <laughs> and saying to stuff like, oh, that one looks like Danny Baker and stuff like that, to, to the monsters. Yeah, I do it every year, it's my thing. Yeah, you talk back to I the do. ghouls. You've got to. It's to conquer the fear, Frank. Is that what it is? I yeah. felt that they, um, that they didn't look happy about it. They're used to it, Frank, they know me. Okay. <laughs> they know me. <laughs> <sighs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Just backtrack somewhat. I know you said that you'd put trick or treat in in room one hundred and one mm. as, as if my son was some kind of juvenile delinquent. Threatening <laughs> well, I people. think maybe if their if their parent to watched over. Yeah, I yeah. It depends. Well, on also the he's a five year old and it was his first ever go at it, so he kept calling it trickle treating all night because he doesn't know that it's trick or treat. And I don't know if this is just the little middle class enclave of Manchester that I live in. Our street had a um, a little system where. If you'd put outside your house a pumpkin with a candle in it, it meant it's fine to knock on the door. So you're not sort of knocking on strangers' doors and doing menaces. Oh, okay. It's nice. I isn't was it? always taught That's lights right. in the window meant something else. I didn't like. Yeah, that. yeah. Well, I, I have the same system with pampas grass on our house. But, but. Well, uh, there's uh, a friend of mine, and he said his wife was going out. I'd had to, was going to have to go out because they get lads come oh. and knock on the door and, oh, say, and ask for money as part of the trick and treating thing. Oh. Now, I think, you know, that recent uh, Conservative Party thing of it's all right to uh, shoot people in cold blood if they break into your house? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that should be applied in that situation. <laughs> Surely that, that's reasonable, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah it is definitely. open to abuse. The uh, maybe just like treat. maybe just hit them with a pumpkin. Maybe not actually yeah. kill anyone. But um, we didn't answer the door to any teenage ne'er do wells. We just did it to children that wanted to go at trick or treat. I like the idea of teenage ne'er do wells going off with a pumpkin like wedged on their head that they, they have to go home. Especially if the candle's still in it. I found that the children that knocked on our door were like people say that kids are all fat and greedy and horrible now but we were holding out like two baskets full of sweets and they were all going with one hand to one basket and going one at a time quite polite yes they can they can I mean, read, to, they can read a sell by day i had to, <laughs> i had painted my head green i had bolts in my neck so they were probably quite cautious just in case that's, i went that's what there wasn't at the party there what? wasn't there was no. not there wasn't a bolts in the neck all night well anyway enough what about the news missed, wasn't it? well I'll tell you what, I was rather excited by this, um, which was Star Wars news, because oh. they've sold it to yes. Disney, haven't they? Yeah, I was yes. less I was why, less Now, why were people it. upset about it? Well, I, I thought, how will this be? And then I saw the publicity picture, which was George Lucas <laughs> looking very, very depressed with some Disney characters dressed as, like, <laughs> Minnie Mouse was Princess Leia and... Oh, really? oh. I never yeah, saw that and picture. Goofy was uh, Darth Vader <laughs> and Mickey Mouse, Obi, Obi-Wan. And it was just... And he looked, George Lucas, like, I I have sold my soul. That was yes. the look in his face. Look, at any moment, it was he, a he bit, would it was kill a bit all of them. ain't so. I thought he'd kill them all and then turn the lightsaber on himself. <laughs> <laughs> he did, he looked... I mean, he's got a bit of a mournful face. But anyway. it does mean there'll be a new film, which I'm very excited. It's the only sci-fi I will tolerate, I should say, here and now. Really? Daisy, the producer... Do you know I've discovered this, Frank? I thought this was the name of a TV show, but no, she actually said to me, I've never seen Star Wars. She's the oh. only person who actually hasn't seen Star Wars. I'm sure there's a few of them out there, but it's... Uh... Oh, God, I remember when I first saw it, I was, mm, yeah. it was on, a t- I think, the Gorman Cinema in Birmingham, and we queued, we were, like, towards the end of the queue, we were in the second row, and it was, like, on one of those enormous screens. It was, I think we were, we were mentioned in a couple of reviews. <laughs> we were so close. <laughs> but I, it was, when that, when the writing first started oh, coming the writing. Up, obviously, right. they lost, that lost some of the people in there straight away. <laughs> Oh, I don't, you, I don't you think the beard of your reading involved. <laughs> but uh, I told you about that. I saw Betty Blue. That, remember the art house oh, movie, yeah, Betty very Blue? Much so, I yeah. saw that for sale in a video shop in Harborne in Birmingham. And there was in, someone had inserted uh, like the back of a fag packet mm. inside the cellophane and written in biro on it. Subtitles, but still a good film. <laughs> <laughs> People but need to be alerted. It completely blew me away when I saw her Star Wars. I mean, really, like, fabulous. But Can then... I ask, who's your favourite Star Wars character, please? Uh, yes, you can. Yeah. It's a big one. I like... Uh, I'd, I'd go for uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, oh the I old sage. I generally wisdom. like characters who impart wisdom. Yeah, yeah, I understand that, Frank. So, M- Mr. Mayaki. Interestingly, <laughs> I don't. Mr. Mayaki. Hence Chewbacca. Huh, right. Yeah, my favourite. Yeah, no, I think doesn't. I'd like to be Chewbacca, but I think actually there's a sort of slightly dorky, sensible little boy lost quality. You're I'm Luke more, Skywalker. I'm C3PO, I think. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. <laughs> I'm more him than oh, the yeah, you are, you are, I've got a bit of the C3PO, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love all those imparting wisdom. Kane, mm. in. Do you remember the Kung Fu TV series? Yeah. David oh, Cannon's yeah. Kane. I love a bit of wisdom. I always, always reassuring that, you know, Jack Black will never play that character in any form. Because <laughs> <laughs> if he was, it would be uh, 
Hey, I got wisdom! <laughs> wow, wisdom! And then it would be unbearable. It's like being in a room with an aeroplane propeller watching Jack Black in a film. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We were talking about... And we were Our talking about... Yeah, the Star Wars franchise has been sold to Disney. And mm. we've had a couple of good texts on the, on the very topic from 546... Uh, when we were discussing our favourite characters in Star Wars, mm. uh, Emily would be R2 Dean 2, surely. Good. Lovely. Like that. I like it. Excellent work. Uh, Leighton from Woking says, How can he be depressed with $4 billion in the bank? Yeah. Well, mind your own. Oh, you meant George Lucas. I mean, you've myself. done well, but not that well, no, surely. So we had done that well, and then there was the thing. Oh, you okay. can't talk about the thing. <laughs> don't leave it. Okay. <laughs> He's got it, some of it back now. Well, I, I tell you what it reminded me of. Did I ever... T- I, I, perhaps I shouldn't name the person, but a well-known sort... Um, a sort of a... Sort um, <laughs> no, not a sort of... <laughs> I'm trying to describe his musical genre. OK. Uh, but anyway, a well-known British uh, music um, singer and songwriter... I think I've guessed who it is, but carry on. Mm-hmm. ..said to me... He was working with Rai Kuda. Mm. Right. Uh, you know Rai Kuda? No. Yeah, and Giorgio Moroder. Um, Rai Kuda did that... Um, Remember that film about the Cuban musicians? What yeah. was it called? I can't remember, but Club. I don't know. Club. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it <laughs> Anybody? Club Havana something. You know, when I look at oh, people, yeah, yeah. when I yeah. can't... What was it? Buena Vista. Buena Vista Social Club. That's you right. You know, when, yeah. I, when I ask a question like that, and mm. I can't remember, and people look at me and they don't know the answer, I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> If I had oh, acid in my hands, it'd be straight in their faces. See, this is a good text. When do Stop. you have moments where you absolutely hate people? It's I hated someone who was eating an apple the other day. Hated them. Yeah. <laughs> but when I looked, I looked around the room, no one knew it was Bonavista Social no. And I would have happily mown all of you down. <laughs> and, and then... Oh, uh, and I love then it when you sound so stable. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, he was with Rai Kuda. Yes. And... Um, Roy Kuda's manager came in and said, uh, uh, "Right, that um, we've had the, the Disney organisation on the phone. Mm. Um, they've they've offered a million dollars for you to do a gig at Euro Disney." Mm. And Roy Kuda said, "I don't twang for the mouse." Mm. <laughs> Very good. And ever since then, if ever I've been asked to do something which I thought was a bit a bit of a sellout, I always think, "Nah, I don't twang for the mouse." Um, Star Wars. Yeah, oh yeah, Star Wars. See, I think you have a weird emphasis. We've talked about this before. You say oh, Star yeah. Wars. Yes, he does. He yeah. does, Alan. And everyone else says Star Wars. <laughs> what do I say? Can I just say I love Alan's very damning everyone else. Yeah. Star Wars. You're <laughs> the only person it's like in tough. the... Is that tough all over again? Oh, Frank, say Star, Star Wars. Wars. Say Star Wars for me, Frank. I used to have this pro- problem with uh, Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> 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 and You're saying it like Eddie Royale. And uh, David Baddiel said to me, you've got to stop saying that, it's really weird. And I said, say, what? And he said, Stephen, Ger- it's not Gerard, it's Gerard. No, I know why you're saying and I it. Had, what, do you know what because I'm saying? Because, yeah, Jill Gerard, who starred as Buck Rogers. Well, I wish that was true, it's actually because <laughs> he used to be a racehorse called Brigadier Gerard. Oh, I hate that oh, period I, in your I life. Was, and I think because... Um, <laughs> Because Emily News, who played a similar role for Liverpool, was called Crazy Horse, mm. I got mixed up. Well, of course we all knew that. Yeah. 
Um, you do say Star Wars, and I find it rather enjoying. You say it like it's the Ronald Reagan initiative, and I like it. Here's a question for you, yeah. um, based on the uh, Star Wars Disney franchise story. What it's is not the about Rikuda, is it? Because I feel sick if it is. Now, what is <laughs> okay. the relationship between Mickey and Minnie Mouse? Oh, well, are they brother and no? They're wife, husband and wife. Oh, I'm going husband and both, wife. Both, both wrong. So far. are they really? They, oh, um, it's not father and daughter. It's disgusting. Are they, are they, disgusting. The second cousins? Oh, don't second say they're father oh, and daughter. Second cousins. I know that kind of thing goes on in America. <laughs> no, they, um, they're, they're boyfriend and girlfriend. Right. And have been for, what, 40 years? Oh, it's a bit Hugh Grant and Liz Hurley. It is, oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they've stayed together, but never done anything... Uh, Frank, they're no in children. The, can I just say, they were in the long engagement chair for a while. Yeah. What, Mickey and Minnie Mouse? No. They're not even engaged. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't even taken that step. I, my th feeling is that um, they want to avoid getting married mm. because there's a big uh, plural debate. Oh. Because if, nice. if you went round their house for dinner, w would you say to people, oh, yeah, we went round the mouses? That's <laughs> or would you say, we went round the mice, went to the mice, the mice is the mouse. We yeah. went to see Mickey, and it would, you know, be that's. What but to put grammar before love seems wrong to me. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner, Emily Dean, Alan Cochran, eight twelve fifteen at Frank on Absolute. Okay, I'm going to kick off email corner uh, with a missive from Scott, who says, "Hi, Frank, Emily, and Mr. Cochran." Mm. Um, Sick, spelled incorrectly. <laughs> it is spelled <laughs> rather oddly, but let's let's move on. Um, just to let you know, I'm waiting in the Top Gear live show line, uh. reading my son's show guide. No judgment at this stage, please. No. Which has a pic of Frank in it. I never knew you were a fan, Scott. A picture of me in the Top Gear. Yes, in the show guide. It's really sort of little programme. So, it's were you wearing strange. a boot-cut jean and a, ja <laughs> and a jaunty floral shirt? Well, I, all I can think of is that they asked me to do the live version of S Stars in Reasonably Priced Cars. Oh, I thought that you were going to say Stars in the Rise. That was a long time ago, Frank. <laughs> and I said, uh, I said no, and maybe they've got a special... Uh, section of the brochure of people who've Did said you say no. no? Yeah. Can I just say that is another reason why I love you? <laughs> I don't twang for the mouse. No, I know you don't. <laughs> but that's, uh, but that, I, I'm not sure about being in the brochure, though. Unless they've got a list of people that we asked and said no. That would be weird, though. No, Nobody no, advertised I, I can't it. believe it's there. I suppose there's worse Well, you're not tempted to do it, I suppose it, the Top Gear type people could go, people who think they're too good to be on this show <laughs> include... Yeah. Like, you know, they could have done the it... Dalai like, like, the Dalai Lama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just, just me and the Dalai Lama. <laughs> in a pant... And they've sort of photoshopped us into a pantomime horse outfit. <laughs> Orange, obviously. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, well... I so find that very does, does the brochure, does it have, is it things like a, you get a big colour page of also, James May? 
Can I just say Probably. at this point, why is there a brochure? Most people Money. are happy with the entertainment that you get when you arrive to see a show. Why well, do they need a brochure? Well, I imagine that there's a whole um, series of different things going on at the Top Gear show, so mm. you've, got, you've got to be able to follow what's what. They yeah. like merchandise as well, like a stig it's soap a on the rope. Thing. It's a money thing, isn't it? Yeah. I have, a, like. I have a James May theory. Oh, yeah. Because James May, I've noticed. I'm a bit worried one? about this one, but hang on a second. You know which one he is, the long-haired? Uh-huh. He's yes, got, I know which I mean, one they're he all, is. They've all a bit long-haired, but he's got the longest hair. Mm-hmm. And um, He's a bit less what are you driving, to be no, fair. but that is my point. Oh, OK. He often wears a floral shirt. Personality shirt, yeah. Yeah, and I think he might be more of a hostage than a team <laughs> <laughs> I think that floral shirt is saying I, I know how it looks but I'm not like these two please rescue me they're keeping me as their, as their prisoner I think Frank he's, he's got the hair of a hostage I think he has to hide poetry books in his rucksack yeah, and Clarkson that's... goes what's that you got there oh nothing mate it's just well not a... even just books yeah <laughs> <laughs> He might be able to get away with an Andy McNabb, but that that would be it. <laughs> but, yeah, I think he's a quite a, a sweet, yes. sensitive one. I think he hates the other two, and he's constantly knocked about by them and then tied it up and put in a room at night. I think he <laughs> pretends to like beer as well with them, to oh, get yeah. in with them. You know, I always used to think that about Martin Clunes, like that men behaving badly, and I thought he secretly liked a red wine yeah. and a bit of theatre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's it with James May. I think he's a sensitive uh, character trapped in a man's body no i'm now trapped by the other two sorry i also got, i think got uh, i think this email that we've received is breaking new territory that um just to let you know i am waiting in the top gear live show line i had a m- moment of reading that going people are emailing from queues oh, now this is the age of twitter emails so mobile these days oh is it a t- is it not a tweet no, it's an email that came in. We're in right. email corner, that don't forget. Frank, right. um, there We're is a tweet, though. We're not in Twitter though. corner. Oh, there is well, a, we are, a because Chris Hughes corner. has responded to you saying, surely that should be, I don't twang for the hamster. <laughs> That's Which I think is rather Hammond. good. Yes. He's got a little nickname. Oh, he's called the hamster, on the yeah. Show. You know that their characters. You know, mm. the, uh, I didn't know he was called the hamster, but that is Why brilliant. would you? Unless you'd watched it. It's not something I'm I'd like to see him strapped into an enormous wheel where he must walk until he... To the end of time. Well, that'll <laughs> probably be one of their stunts that they do. That's what they make James May do, I bet. <laughs> oh, what? Do you think they bully him? Yeah, I yeah. think he's put do in a big you? wheel with just a tiny <laughs> pair of pants on. That's the walk and walk. His hair looks like he's sweated his way through a night on the treadmill. He looks very much like a middle aged woman that used to live near us as a child. <laughs> Full respect to him. Like I say, I like him. He's the poet, he's the Top Gear poet. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Well, we were in email corner when we were talking about this Top Gear uh, show, but we've had a text, so I feel like we ought to go into um, text triangle or whatever it is. Oh, text triangle. <laughs> um, the person that has texted, 722, he's got a bit of a potty mouth, so I'm going to have to sanitise it somewhat, oh. but mm. basically he's texted in a version of, Frank, you idiot! How on earth can you refuse Top Gear? Are you really that bad of a driver, dude? The Stig's know how alone. Phone them up, dude, and grovel. Dude. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for that tip. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> I've, got their, I've got their number. I've got their number. Yeah, I've got it here. Um, I, oh, I've uh, got that number. No, the thing is, I don't. I have no interest in cars at all. Mm. No. And also, people who are really into cars, I also think are quite likely 
to kill someone <laughs> at some stage <laughs> in their life. And I don't mean as a sort of to gain money, I mean just for pleasure. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, and I also um, think they are almost certainly going to vote for a right-wing political party <laughs> at some point. Quite an extreme my, one, I think. My suspect. problem with, being, with it would be that the entire audience is made up of people that send texts like this. Well, no, I mean, God, God bless him for joining in and all that. And I know there, are, there must be people who like cars who are lovely people as well, mm. but I haven't met But any. just don't sit next to me at a <laughs> dinner party. <laughs> if you're going to talk about cars, don't sit near me. Well, that, what's the name of that gentleman? He doesn't give his okay, name. Okay, well... Um, He's no, seriously, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's not a, it's a fun. Uh, he's just yeah. he's an enthusiast, and I like him for it's, that. But it's he, high he'll, be, he'll be delighted to hear that I recently turned down a, a documentary in which I uh, interviewed Sir Jackie Stewart, mm. the former uh, Formula One thing, drove his 1973 Formula One car. Wow. Went in a. He was going to drive me in a sort of supercar type thing around. I would worry about that. Road. He'd have to retake his test. How and I'd get a driving mm. lesson from Jensen Button. <gasps> Gorge. And I thought, you know, Gorge. cars, yes. I thought. Did you? Cars. Nah. So that was there. But, you know, it's exciting. If you love cars, it'd be brilliant. Yeah. What so if you don't? Sort of Alan Partridge types, get in touch. Yeah. Frank, um, last week, we're going back to email corner. I don't twang for the Jackie Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about some shoes for sliding down banisters. Do you recall that? Of course. Ah, okay. I, in case anyone wasn't listening, I was sent a pair of shoes that had got these sort of big, hard plastic grooves in in the sole. Mm. And they said they're for sliding down metal banisters. Yeah. Shoes, bear in mind. Not, yeah, I remember it. Had they been trousers? Mm. Yes. Well, Ben is quite covetous of these. He says, Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, regarding the aforementioned shoes, I would like to share that I coveted a pair when I was a young teen a few years ago. Oh, lovely. I believe they were called soap boxes, but couldn't be sure. They meant you could grind rails. That's a technical skater term. Mm -hmm. Like someone in inline skates would, without the added danger of wheels. If I could find a pair in size 12, I would be more than happy to accompany Frank to his local skate park and give him a crash course. Size 12? He, uh, he had me at size 12. Yeah. What kind of a creature is this that was written in? <laughs> is it Shrek? Size big. 12 is big, isn't it? Mm. I'll tell you what, he's not just uh, offering to accompany you to a local skate park. The, oh. end of, the end of his email has a PS. If Emily ever finds herself on the Hertfordshire-Essex border and needs some company for the evening, I would be glad to show her the sights. You see, his feet are so big, he lives yeah. in both Hertfordshire <laughs> and Essex. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. But, he says he would, yeah. I don't even run my hands along handrails because there's often bogeys left on them deliberately as a prank. So I'm not going to go down right? on my feet. Yeah, well, I, I do oh. it. I presume everyone else does. Surely if he's Underneath looking for it, a... yeah, that's where you oh, want to go. God. Surely if he's looking for a pair of shoes that he could grind rails in, he could. there must be a website like Grinder or something. There's probably a way he could find it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, he should sign on to Grinder. He should go on Grinder and meet somebody. Say, like, Don't I'm, go on Grindr. I'm a fellow with big feet and I'm looking for... That'd be good. Someone... You know, Apparently, Sonic the Hedgehog issue. had a pair on, in one of I his. I think there's a Sonic the Hedgehog's on Grinder. No, in one of his manifestations, he <laughs> wears the same. Creep. He wears the same shoe. That'd be a that'd be a tricky date, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> What's the definition of tentative? Picking up Sonic the Hedgehog on Grinder. Uh, I'm on Grinder, of course. <laughs> oh. It's one, one of the many things I've got in common with uh, 
Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> also, I, uh, uh, gypsies boil me as a cure for bedwetting. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. There's been some rather sad news this week. The world's worst waxwork museum is to close. Oh, yes, in Great Yarmouth. Yes, it's called um, Louis Two Swords, which I like that they've just totally stolen the sun. It's like calling it Alton Powers. I like that. <laughs> I, I, once, uh, I once went to uh, a club and there was a woman on called Zoe Springsteen. <laughs> and I know it's not quite the same, but uh, I remember she came and I thought, could she possibly be part of that rock dynasty? Mm. And she came on. She was probably 55 in the sh- one of the shortest dresses I've ever seen. And she- when she clapped her hands above her head, it went another six inches higher. Oh. And she says, so clap your hands if you love Tamla Motown. <laughs> and I thought, actually, you're better than Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> yeah. If we're going to be honest about it. Yes, I've, uh, I I believe Louis Tussaud, though, um, you're being a little on, Joss. I Am believe I? he was the nephew of uh, Madame Tussaud, who did the thing. Was and he? he sort of cashed in on the family name. Right, OK. But without the uh, I'm not sure he had the talent. waxwork <laughs> ability. <laughs> no, he was, he was a sort of Julian Lennon figure. Yes. Oh. Was that unkind? Harsh. But OK, I'll take that back. You're listening, Julian. <laughs> well, they can't find anyone to You may off. say I'm a dreamer. <laughs> um, John Lennon, there. Sorry, carry on. They can't find anyone to take it on. Which is extraordinary. I enjoyed it because I read this story on The Sun and The Sun comments are even better than the Daily Mail comments because one of The Sun readers said, um, I wonder how much they want and what the financials look like. I like the financials. Someone actually thinking of buying it. (laughs) (laughs) And sharing it with his fellow Sun readers. Self-made man from the East End of London. (laughs) Do you think? Or is it one of the dragons reading the Sun website? (laughs) I need more information here. Well, I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, there used to be a Louis Two Swords in... uh, in uh, Western Supermare. Oh. And I went along to that, and they were, they looked, I mean, they were awful. <laughs> they just looked nothing, there was like a black man in boxing, it, Muhammad Ali. Looked absolutely nothing like Muhammad Ali. And they were all like that. There was a torture chamber, and where people were being attacked, you could see all their metal support <laughs> rods inside their chests. Don't want to see that. Yeah. But... In the midst of it all, there was a brilliant... I think it was Barry Sheen. It was a really mm. good, accurate one. I felt so sorry for that waxwork. Do you think it was a waxwork or just Barry Sheen had gone there? You could see the metal workings <laughs> inside it. <laughs> oh, could you? For our younger listeners, Barry Sheen was a, a famous <laughs> motorcyclist um, way, yes. back, way back then. But I, it, it was like... You know when you... At the end of Bronson, the movie, when he's um, he's sane, but he's in, a, he's in an asylum... Yes. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you feel he's, he's trapped in this, this world. He can't talk to anyone because everyone's so terribly troubled. Mm. That's what I felt the Barry Sheen waxwork was like in Western Superman. I felt I really wanted to rescue it. It was like looking at James May on Top Gear. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he didn't belong there. But it was awful. But some of these, uh, did you see... My, the Gary Lineker was my, was my favourite. I that thought top, that was, yeah, that was the most top. accurate. It's like Ruth Maddock from Heidi High. Well, you know, I used to quite fancy her. <laughs> oh, and and, and the coincidences, so did my girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. That, one of what? The, one of the few things... <laughs> Earth has happened. <laughs> now, one of the things we have in common is that we both fancied Ruth Maddock when she was on Heidi High. Oh, you mean your current girlfriend? I thought yeah. you meant your girlfriend at the time that Ruth no. Maddock was on <laughs> Heidi High. Oh, Wow. 
Yeah, I should. She had something nice about her. She had a nice face. Yeah, <laughs> it's strange. I don't know what to say. Me and my girlfriend both fancied her, and uh, she nearly ruined my manager's life. Is that true? Did she? Yeah. Oh, she was God. in a terrible West End flop. <laughs> oh, I've, I've gone off her then. Anyway, <laughs> there is a, a tourist information shop in uh, London. Mm. And I, I, on the way to Absolute on Saturday mornings, I always pass it. And uh, it's, it's all the things you can go and do. Oh, yeah. And in the window, there is a waxwork. And I assume, I've never stopped to look in there, I assume it's to to say, you know, go to Madame yeah. Tussauds and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But just one waxwork, one lonely waxwork in isolation in this window mm. and, it, and nothing else to do with it. And um, it's Susan Sarandon. <laughs> Is it really? Is it? And I always think, <laughs> who made that? Did, was that a choice? <laughs> or did, did the Madame Tussauds, you know, phone up and say, you don't want to... You don't want a Susan Sarandon for your window. Yeah. It's not. She's not going well. Huh. We haven't got room for her. Yeah, but uh, you, you wouldn't order Susan. I mean, oh. gra- are you sure it's Susan Sarandon? No, it's definitely. It's not Susan. Vorderman. No, no, it's 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 uh, it's Sarandon. Okay. I, I mean, I'm full respect. I'm not being disrespectful to her. I, I loved um, Rugrats in Paris, <laughs> <laughs> but it's an odd choice, and it's I just. Choice, yeah. Was it just? Did they have a, a, a? Did they have a lucky draw? Or but well, there no, she is anyway, and she's in the window. The she represents. Is, people do to... get phased out, don't they? Yeah, but I thought you they get were taken out down. if bad things happen, or if you do a bad no, murder or something, you get down. taken out. Right, and, and also just to do with the you know passing vogues and trends. I'm afraid. <clears throat> yeah. See, I like the idea of having them in the window. I, I mean, I don't know. if... If this waxwork does shut down... Do you think they've got the news on all the time at the moment, <laughs> waiting to see who they should take out? <laughs> if it shuts down, I think they should have, like, a closing down sale and you could they buy waxwork. Like yeah. a hook around some of their necks, just waiting. I mean, who I've would, got quite who, a tall house, but I think it would be quite good for your sort of domestic security. You could just have, like... Our, our kitchen, in the dark, if mm. burglars got in, it'd be quite good to have, like, Sharon Osborne holding a meat cleaver just inside the kitchen door. <laughs> Be quite scary. So I haven't got over the fact that you've got quite a tall house. <laughs> I've got a tall house. It's three stories, but on a small footprint. Do you, do you live know. in Toronto? <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous view. Top of the stairs, Andrew Marr. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Um, we're talking about. We were talking. Yes, we were. And in fact, you know, Frank, you were talking about the there's a specific waxwork of Susan Sarandon yes. advertising London tourist attractions, as if she in some way encapsulated. Well, all she's that in was the good. window with other yeah. things, but the rest is sort of like leaflets and stuff. And there's Susan Sarandon in an evening dress. Well, this character Gareth has contacted us on Twitter. Mm. He says, "I've been going past that waxwork for years, but I always assumed it was Cherie Blair." Well, there you go. I suppose it makes more sense, but I, I de- because I, there must be the time when they thought, do we still want Cherie Blair up now? Mm. <laughs> now he's gone. <laughs> I mean, he goes in the past prime ministers. What do we do with the first lady? Mm. But um, no, it's Susan Tarrandon. Okay, trust me. 
You'd think, really, if it's um, a waxwork in a room full of leaflets, they'd have gone for, like, a magician, a Paul Daniels, and just spread out the leaflets, you know, like they do with packs of cards. <laughs> well, I'll give you a bit of backstory good, on this. It? it used to be Michael Caine in a tuxedo. Not a lot of people know that. <laughs> no, I thought that made more sense because he sort of epitomised London. Yeah, yeah. So yes. I thought that was a good purchase. Um, Susan Sarandon. No. <laughs> If it had been Rugrats in London, <laughs> fine. But Rugrats in Paris, no, it's an appalling choice. I think that was her Oscar film, wasn't it? Mm. Mm-hmm. I think um, I like a bad regional attraction, though. I like a bad attraction in general. If I'm honest, oh, oh when you plan a day out though, and you go somewhere and it's rubbish, <laughs> that's a terrible. Oh. I went to what Tower is... of London once and oh, got, yeah. um, got a very the grumpiest beef eater I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> I went especially... Oh, I want you to write that book. I went, um, yeah, it'd be a great book of lists. <laughs> I um, I went along because um, St Thomas More, you may know, was um, was kept there because mm-hmm. he refused to um, turn his back on the Roman Catholic Church during the time of the Reformation under mm. Henry VIII. Well, obviously I'm team, team Henry, I'm afraid. No, I'm fine with that. Okay. But, um, you know, live and let live. Mm. But anyway, they locked him up. In, film. They locked him up in this uh, in this cell, Saint Thomas More, and he still wouldn't uh, recant. He wouldn't sign the the thing. So in the end, they took away all his books and writing paper. So he just sat in this room for hours, locked up. And I thought, God, that'd be. So the beef eater tells us this story, and, and he says, "For right, any questions at all about this, anything you want to ask, just ask now." And I said, "How long did he actually um, carry on then with no um, writing materials or?" He said, oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, he said, come on, let's get out now. (laughs) Like I said, look, it was a really stupid question. I mean, come on. And he just put the light off. We were all there in the day. Everyone had to hurry out. And he just went off, didn't say thank you very much, anything. Oh, Oh, somebody asked the how long without writing materials question today. That's what it must have been like in their room. I imagine they have some sort of green room that they sit in the bed. <laughs> they have a ciggy. Yeah, it re- I've never been. Uh, I've never been. That back upsets there for me. It. That Sir Thomas More as well, because that's a bit James May's predicament on um, Top Gear. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. how they treat him right in the room with no writing. Yeah, no one's allowed to ask how long he's had to. You know. Where does he get his floral shirts from? They are his... You know when you hear about people who are hostages flashing a light in the window at night? (laughs) And uh, maybe one of the bad guys is riding back on horseback and he sees it and they punish him terribly for it. That's what the James May floral shirt's like. I have a feminine side. Get me out of this. It's like a flare. It is. He probably wears those as well. (laughs) I wouldn't be out of the question. But I'm sure he used to work on Cape Hill Market. Selling kitchen utensils. <laughs> I like that seventy percent of the show's content <laughs> features James May today. Yeah, which is never true of Top Gear, of course, because it's kept in a <laughs> it's kept in a minor role by the two bullies. Poor James May. Can't we get him out and get him on to the book show? Yeah. Yeah, we could try that. They won't let him do culture or review show. He's it's not, in his contract, he's not allowed. No, it's uh, Do you know James May? <laughs> All together now. No, but thanks for the tip. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Can I raise the Mona Lisa at this point? Can you? W- worth seeing? No. The Mona Lisa, you th- do you think it's a disappointment? Very overrated. It looks like me with no makeup for a start. <laughs> 
And it does a bit look it, well, it I've does. never seen you in that makeup. But well, this is how true. I imagine Very few look. have. But look at the Mona Lisa if you want to know, Frank. Oh, okay. Um, it's there's a lot of bulletproof glass as well. The ring, oh, yeah. So you can't get near it. I like to get near my art, and also it's just all you can see is Italians with cowboy hats blocking the view, and I won't have that. I was a little underwhelmed. I think that often happens with great art, I'm afraid. Oh. Yeah. I was very excited to see the Mona Lisa. I remember that the Louvre mm. was, um, it was just closing. Mm. And I raced in. I persuaded the bloke to let me in. I raced in, raced up about two or three flights of stairs, whatever it was, and just went and had about 30 seconds looking at the Mona Lisa and then was, was you know, had to leave. So maybe it is an underwhelming picture, but... You you had that adrenaline. The th- well, I've been that, back. That thirty seconds. I went adrenaline. back and had a longer look. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, did uh, you get him to shot it and go around it like Alan Partridge in Dixon's? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. There's a bit where he goes around because he gets the shop to shut for him because he's a celeb. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like, did you get them to shut the? No, loom? not in. I'm the... often underwhelmed by a ghost I, uh, train as well. I said I was a friend of um, Susan Sarandon. <laughs> didn't get me anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, a ghost train. Yeah. Like, I quite like it, though, like a bad regional fun fair. I went to one, and it was it was billed as a ghost train, but it was a youth in a black cape, which you would have approved mm. of, but he was just basically spraying Febreze at us and then and going, whoa. <laughs> and then I saw the white Reebok trainer underneath the cloak. Classics. It ruined the whole thing. Yes, it yes. was classics. It was. I don't, classics, I don't like white trainers on a ghoul. No. <laughs> You've got to have a rule, haven't you? No. Although yeah. Katie Hill carried them off on Blue Peter. Did she? <laughs> she was very much a, a trainer and skirt girl, which is a look she I like. She was fine. It is. I, I, I like, you know, sometimes you see city city workers walk into yeah. work. And yeah. they'll, they'll, wear, in the handbag. they'll wear a power like pinstripe suit and a white trainer. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like Smashing. That. Terrible tourist attraction. Mm. The Eden Project. There you go. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. It's rubbish. Worst one I went oh. to was the Edam Project. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a big red dome <laughs> in the West Country. And when you go in, it's just like a cheese world. And Alex James showing everyone around. Oh. I've, I've never been to the Eden Project. Oh, don't bother. <clears throat> it's a big greenhouse. And they, they bang on about it. Like, oh, it's an amazing big greenhouse. No, they mean it's a big greenhouse. And it's, it's like a garden centre, but... You, you can buy seeds. You, I think you can judge a day <laughs> you out can buy seeds. by the calibre of stuff you can buy in the gift shop. And in the yes. Eden Project, you can buy seeds. You may as well go to a garden centre. What, no erasers? <laughs> no erasers. <I> don't <laughs> in even, a gift shop? I, oh, I, I, I love a gift shop, I wonder if there's shop, a bookmark. Though. I bet we'll get texts in from people saying they love it. I once mentioned this before and people went, ah. Oh, I bet Project. we get a text in from Adam and Eve saying it was the happiest years of our life. <laughs> <laughs> We saw a lemon, like, and they were making a big deal of it. There was this what, lemon, lemon on from a tree. Motorhead? No. No, Keith Lemon. <laughs> no, there was a lemon on a tree growing in a greenhouse, and they were like, whoopee-doo, we've made it tropical. And you go, so, so what? Like, who cares? I don't think you went there. No, I think you're on drugs. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Rubbish. There's a so garden centre near our house. Canary? There's a garden centre near where I live that's got a brilliant restaurant. The Eden Project, I don't even remember it having a great restaurant. What is the name of that garden centre? Can't remember. Oh, we're going to give it. Uh, we're going to turn its sails around there. Oh, that the would have been good. Yeah, Frank, don't go to the centre. Daisy's just limb. put the blinds down. I'm a bit nervous. I know it's uh, it's getting it's very sunny in here suddenly. Uh, it's good to I'm not in my Dracula gear. I've been acting <laughs> <agonist. laughs> like the Eden Project. Now, isn't it? Frank, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.
This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Alan the Cockerel, Cochran and Emily Dean. You can text us on 81215 or follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. That's like a spoken word <laughs> poem there or something. Yeah, it is. It's, we it's have had a text in, Frank, I'd like to share with you. Good morning, guys. I just wanted to thank Frank for the bad habit I've picked up from him. Um. When the better half and I are having our post-work chat at the end of the day, chewing over the day's events... If at any point there is a pause or lull in discussions, without thinking, I will just say, what else? In Skinner's style, much to my partner's astonishment. That's a good thing. It is only a matter of time before I start telling boring people to sure up instead of suffering them through gritted teeth, as is the norm. Well, yeah, the latter one obviously could lead to... uh could lead to trouble but i think what else it just it's good to keep things moving in a conversation some people will allow things to lull mm-hmm. mm. unacceptable i like the idea of him and his partner uh, going through the day like that it's like like arkwright at the end of open all out <laughs> he's been a fun, funny all day that's just lovely uh, we've had another email in entitled uh, fashion corner mm. morning all from sunny japan oh. i was wondering whether i could ask a fashion question of emily Recently, here in Japan, as the evenings are getting colder, I've seen numerous young women in their 20s and 30s walking around wrapped in blankets, clutching it together at their chest. I don't think they're pigs this. I'm quite attractive. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Attractive Japanese women in blankets is the new phrase. Um, I've decided to christen this fashion displaced refugee babushka chic. Why not just wear a coat? Anyway, I was wondering whether refugee chic is also rampant in the UK at the moment, and if Emily has any thoughts on the wearing of blankets in public. Also, I would ask Emily out, and at 31 I'd be right up her strata, but I feel like I could not do her justice as a dinner date. Oh. Cheerio. Don't put yourself down. You did say you didn't like you Japan, didn't you? So. No, uh, no, I've but taken like, that back. I've formally apologised to the entire like, nation. You like the Japanese. It again. It's just Japan itself that yes. you didn't enjoy. Some so of the, the technology so the, I found depressing. Japanese ladies wearing blankets. Yeah, wrapped in blankets. It's the, it, there's a tradition of that though, because the kimono ladies mm. often have like a, a, a pillow strapped to the back, <laughs> don't they? Yeah, I mean, bedding's you know, popular. One of those trousers to wear. Well, you know, we, in case, I'm imagining in case they topple backwards. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have your own. It's, it's a great idea, mm. but now they're basically just walking beds. Mm. Yeah. But I like that's the idea always, of... That's what I've always said about Japanese women. But, Frank... <laughs> well, I don't know what it means. But, Frank, that's, you, that is actually useful, because I uh, had... I'm not going to describe it as an incident, but I went to the theatre recently, and I did actually have a blanket when I was at the theatre. It was given to me. Mm. I'll tell you where I went. It was a cultural outing. Mm-hmm. It's not just... My canopy hell. I do go for cultural events too. <laughs> no, no. My um, hell. This was uh, Twelfth Night at the Globe Theatre. It was the last performance. Oh, well, Did you hear about this? Well, the, the Globe Theatre is uh, outdoors, mm. though, so a blanket well, is. Uh, you need a blanket. Well, I wasn't. There's the groundlings, which, mm-hmm. and then there's the balcony seats. So I wasn't with the groundlings. No, I didn't think that for <laughs> one second. Um, but I was given a blanket, and what concerned me is I thought, was that? Then I saw there were uh, there were a few old people with it. Oh. I thought it was a pensioner thing. I thought they'd made a decision. People over a certain age got a blanket. I don't know. Like a flu jab. But Frank, I loved it. <laughs> it was like the Queen at the Jubilee. It's lovely. I'm going to take one out with me when I go to the theatre. Was I- it a tartan hue, the blanket? Or it was, was it red. A- oh, was it? Shakespearean red. Oh, good. A tartan hue? No, she was on her own. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I um, I was at a World Cup game in South Africa, um, Brazil, North Korea, mm. 
and uh, North Korea didn't bring many. <laughs> and, uh, and they gave out blankets to us in the uh, yes in the, in the posh bit. Yeah, I, I like it. The tradition. But there is lovely and cosy. Sometimes if it's a cultural event, I'll wear a, an opera slanket. <laughs> oh yeah, black. And, uh, oh, but Frank, I get cold at the cinema because of the aircon, and so. I would actually... I'm going to start doing that. Just a little What rug. about when you went to see Air Con? <laughs> <laughs> it must have been frozen. Or was it Con Air? Um, OK. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think that might be... I have fantasised, because um, I've been to... Oh, um, God, no, filthy. Not that one. Great. Not that one. I, um, you, I don't know if you've ever been to... There's a couple of cinemas I know... Mm. Um, where you can go and sit on a sofa and stuff like mm-hmm. that. If you pay a bit extra, you get, like, a big, lovely leather sofa to sit on instead of the normal chair. Are you aware of these places? Yeah. Am I aware? I'm all over that sofa. Yeah, it's... Um, I noticed that. I thought... <laughs> I thought it was an Irish warfare when I first saw the hair. <laughs> but I, um... I, I, I used to fantasise about going... Say, going to the Globe, say, and... Mm. Uh, but what you do is you, um... You strip down to your pants... And then you lie in a vat of um, golden syrup. Can I? Are you groundling at this point or balcony? Oh, I, I think um, balcony. I'd, okay. I'd have to, or otherwise, I'd have to be on a tilt. Yeah. No, not balcony. Groundling. Groundling. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't want to be. Uh, yeah. So, and then you, you just so you just lie on the top, and your body gradually sinks into <laughs> the. Uh, oh, it'd be lovely and warm, and <laughs> and when you lifted your hand up, and be all slow and be fabulous it could be called the golden syrup shakespeare company where where you go you just because some terrorists would obviously release wasps and Uh the whole thing would be but i i've often dreamt of that Mm. one day i'm going to get a vat of uh, golden syrup i look forward uh, to that day i think that's an opening line to an old blues song (laughs) but frank do you know my goddaughter because it's outdoors anyway but she's um trying to give up smoking and she was having an electronic cigarette and you know it blows it's very clearly it's got a blue light Mm. and the lady came over and she went could you put that out she said it's not a cigarette she said i don't care it's going to encourage others to smoke she said but it's not real i thought that was a bit strange it's ridiculous ronnie wood was puffing away on his at the archivist that's true yeah yeah Mm. I thought he was going to say Ronnie Wood was at Twelfth Night. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible, of course. It's and it's all it's all male, isn't it? That Twelfth Night. It's all night. male. I loved it. I did a standing. Well, the standing ovation that went on for some time. That was embarrassing because it got caught up with the Elizabethan jig. So you, do, it goes on for ages. You don't oh. know whether to stand or sit or stand. Oh, so you wouldn't have that problem in the golden syrup setup. <laughs> <laughs> you just stay where you are. No, I. It's uh, in, in the. Many of you will know that in, in Shakespeare's times there were no actresses, so no. it was all men playing women, and they've gone back. They've gone back to the olden days. Is mm. what they've done. A bit surely, worried, if you worried were... about their Othello. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say, surely if you have that golden syrup plan that you've got, um, most of the plays would uh, come to a sticky end. Be like a who done it? Oh God, Phil, get off! Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Right, just, we are at the Globe Theatre. Yes, if I could just return briefly to the Globe hmm. um, balcony semicircle. What do you do? You see, the thing is, because obviously it's all very traditional at the Globe and they do it as it would have been performed in Shakespeare's day, hmm. that means, I was talking about this earlier, but the bow is not done as it is in normal theatre situation. There's an Elizabethan jig. So they sort of, they're dancing and you're clapping. Oh, so it means okay. you stand up and then I thought, well, I don't know whether to sit down. 
I was with um, J Rowe, Jonathan Ross. He had no such, you know, I mean, he wasn't remotely self-conscious. He just had a grey fedora, just stood there clapping throughout for 15 minutes it went on. He didn't keep his fedora on for yes. half, yeah. He, te- he texted me when I arrived and he said, I'm wearing a grey fedora, deal with it. And mm. I had to deal with it. Um, mm. But, yeah, so I, I didn't know what to do. I sort of crouched and then I sat back down and then I stood up. It's very difficult. <clears throat> I've, never, I've never been confronted with an Elizabethan jig. Did you think it's, that's what theatre was like when I was a young boy? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> is no, this the texting? Texting your Elizabethan jig dilemma. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, no, I don't know what we'd do. Well, should you be in that situation? I'd jig. Mm-hmm. Um... I'd jig like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> and at my age, there might not be, let's face it. <laughs> my friend Jane went for a sort of centaur pose, which I thought was good. She kind of half crouched. Oh, yeah. And that worked well you for her. You can do some Jessie J dancing <laughs> in your seat, like she is in Yeah. Stephen Fry's in that. Uh, he is. Stephen Fry is in it. Is it done now or is it moving it's, to the It's done. It's going. It'll theater. be moving to the West End. Halfway through a speech. Of course, this word has uh, changed its meaning considerably since uh, <laughs> 1601 when this play. Get on with it! No, no, but let me tell you the entomology is. Get on with it! He was at the party. He yeah, was, I didn't see He was him. a highwayman. He was a ghost. Um, Frank's cape would make a good blanket. Oh, that's a good point. Two, three, one says, if you turn it round, so it covers your front. It was lined. It was what red. It? it was red lined, and oh, it had nice. a bit of a you know you know the upraised sort of top of the cape sort of rises up like Elvis's collars. In I know. I Vegas. loved that detail. Uh-huh. I noticed it. Yeah, it had mm-hmm. a bit of uh, like a bit of uh, fake leather sort of uh, stiffening oh. the uh, the right the risage. Oh yeah. Frank, we had an email Beautiful. into the show during the week. Um... Uh, hello, I was wondering if you could tell me which show and at what time John Bon Jovi will be on, <laughs> as I hear he will be with you. I was wondering if... Uh, old, we, what? <laughs> I was wondering if we were allowed to ask questions, <laughs> if you could ask this one. So, what is will be so different about the new tour, what we have not seen already? Is he coming I am in? a fan club member. Thank you, Nicola Amis. So, right. Frank, what will be different about the new tour? For John Bon Jovi. What, for John Bon Jovi? Yeah, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I feel I can, uh, I can answer safely. So we're, what's, has he, have we been billed that he was going to come in, John? I think so. I have interviewed him on, on television. Of course you have. You've worked with them all. Yeah. Perfect <laughs> teeth. Has he? Too perfect. Oh, really? Suspiciously perfect. He's had the, the he's had the new ones put in, but he hasn't had. You know, you get a bit of a bit of grooving in the teeth. Mm-hmm. And the, there's none oh, of yeah. that. They're, they're, oh, really? They don't. Look you want like, to get them done like Tom Cruise? He's a perfect. Not like mm-hmm. the teeth. Isn't it lovely though that people are excited about Bon Jovi? Oh, what a different and. Can I just say I usually step world. out of the music conversations because I feel ignorant, but I am a big fan of Slippery When Wet. Good album. Do you like that? Really? Yes, good album. You see, to me, it's like listening to the fridge hum. <laughs> you know, when the fridge goes, that's, I, it mean, it that's does nothing, doing. nothing to me oh, at, really? at all. But like for it. some people love it, and that's one of the great varieties of life. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Otherwise, we'd all fancy one person. And imagine how complicated that would be. Mm. There'd be no room for the likes of Vince Cable on the Shouldn't Book <laughs> no. list. Or Isabelle Dinois. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Isabel Dimon. Or Olaf Melbourne. Yes, I know who she is. Yeah, she's the woman whose dog bit her face off. <laughs> I wish I hadn't brought her up there. <laughs> she's bounced back, I think it's fair to say. It's, you know, everyone would like... Um, who, who does everyone like? Pixie Lot. Mm. That's who they'd like. 
<laughs> you think? Is it, can I say, Isabelle, it's all right. The, the the transplant was. She's it? fine. Everything. Everyone, stop worrying about her. She's okay. She's, yeah. yeah. She said she the dog. Great. The dog thought she was asleep and was licking her face, trying to wake her up. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, that is sticking up for the dog, isn't it? Yeah. He yeah. could have barked. <laughs> That's that's first port of call for dogs <laughs> trying to wake someone up. Feel they're not eating their face off. Yeah, you'd think licking it would have done it. <laughs> How long can we keep this going? I know. Why did I name Pixie Lot? She, she's attractive. She's all right. Okay. She's not Olaf Melberg. No, but you are. My man crush. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Did you want to say what else now? Yeah, I know that's... Uh, Okay, what else? Um, Gary Barlow is uh, is to star in the popular sitcom Miranda. Yes. Not enough that he's um, a massive world-famous pop star, singer-songwriter, X-Factor judge and Queen's party organiser. <laughs> yeah. You missed out Waistcoat Wearer of the Year. Waistcoat Wearer <laughs> of the Year. Was he actually? Is that? No, but I've nominated oh, okay, him now. I see. I, I must say, um, let's just stop for a second and think mm. about mm. it. You know we were talking about comedy chairs at the beginning of the show. Mm. Yeah. He was in absolute... He was in the fat person yes. chair and yeah. the loser chair. He was the, like, working in McDonald's joke. Gary yeah. Barlow right. was where you went. He was yeah. the has-been. He was the failed... He's Everything. come back with a vengeance. He hasn't has. It? It's inspiring. I mean, I'm thinking there could still <laughs> be a way back for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's cutting out the carbs has done it for him. It's an incredible. He won't have dessert. It's, it's something about ex- he lay off the baked potatoes and now he's massive. Ironically, he's massive <laughs> like, in terms of career. It's the X Factor thing. Yeah, though, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Cheryl Cole, you know, pretty, but she went to like National Treasure standard. Talisa's become like a major. Star. Mm-hmm. Louis Walsh is playing Lady Macbeth at the Globe. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's I, honestly, well, it's incredible. Here's a thing: when I read a story like this, I often think you've got to feel for the person who was going to play Miranda's love interest mm. in the next series. The like the poor comic actor that got yeah. down to the last two. Imagine how they feel. Can I tell you this? What? I don't need to imagine. I am that guy. <gasps> I got down to the last two for a romantic interest in Miranda for the next series. And you didn't get it and I heard oh, oh they've gone the other way. Um, they wouldn't G. say who'd got it. So hold on, Gary Barlow's got your <laughs> Miranda job. Unless there's two romantic interests he in the hasn't next series. Even got an equity card. Who are these people? It's you don't need those what, anymore. These world famous pop stars so coming, coming over here nicking my jobs. That is uh, unbelievable. Oh my God. And I'm going to be the judge on the next series of The X Factor. That's basically my plan. I will usurp him. That's not going to happen. I don't think he Has he earned his stripes as Jason the Asthmatic? I don't think he did do the (laughs) part Jason the Asthmatic. He's playing himself. Well, that's the bit that confuses me. Frank, you know who that's like. What's my favourite as himself that you always quote? <laughs> what is it? Is he breaking Hawaii five hundred or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, Lewis Kono. It wasn't as himself. I just said he might as well have been. That's the only way they're going to change the name. Um, yeah, oh, I think that that's either terrible news. Either they've had a rewrite and they've uh, made Gary Barlow play himself, or some other comic actor has got the part that I went up for, and I've got confused with this story. But I'd like to think that Gary Barlow has got my part. Well, I um. <laughs> <laughs> we had to... Steady. Mar- Miranda was on Room 101 uh, the other night. We're recording those at oh, the yeah. moment. And uh, when I went and knocked on her dressing room door, she was on the phone saying, I'm not kissing him. <laughs> oh. Make of that what you will. 
I oh, well, say, that's terrible. Well, I do, well, and I say stick to, your, stick to your disciplines. Yeah. It's hard enough out there getting work, love. He shouldn't be taking your jobs. Yeah, food out of my family's mouth. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that. That's, <laughs> no. that's not... Uh, I mean, they say, no, it seems get... all right. I don't want him on his fingers. I think he's all right. I think he's all right. I don't know if he's all right, actually. How do we know that? Yeah. And also, if they'd given me the job, then I would have given my um, taxes to <laughs> Our Majesty the Queen. But I mean, they don't... Well, I don't think... He's, a, he's a Tory supporter, isn't he? Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. That's another... But they don't do much. Who? On the X Factor. He has... Doesn't he have someone giving him lines in the commercial Yes, he has break? a writer, I mean, he? written well, lines. Mm. He had a go at Chalissa about her fag-ash breath last yeah. week. Yeah, that was a it bit got, rude. got a big... And she... She counted back... Did you see it? She quipped. She quipped, uh... I can well, better lay off the red wine, then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that's the level of comedy they're working at. Uh, that surprised me, cos I wouldn't, um... I wouldn't take a red wine in a dressing room before a show if I was about to do something. He admitted yeah, afterwards. Like, he said, look, I had a red wine before I'd, and I have a red wine. But it's a high-risk drink. If you're going to have a drink before the show, why would you have one that could possibly give you exactly. red wine mouth and teeth? Go, well, for, go for meths in a flask, like yeah. the rest of us. Like, it's going to be some payback time. Month or something. When he's on Miranda, absolutely smashed out of his tree. <laughs> they, might, they might think, we wish we'd had that Scandinavian-looking bloke. <laughs> That's what that's what's the going on. There. Folds. <laughs> yeah, but they said they lie as well. They absolutely. I was watching the other week, and Louis Walsh said to this person, "Are you you are going to be a major international <laughs> recording star?" <laughs> I thought that is incorrect. You can't say that to people in the street. Big issue. <laughs> Never mind that. You are going to. <laughs> it's not fair. It's not fair. Frank. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. It's nice, isn't mm. it? We should say to the new listeners that that was sent in by a listener. I feel like they it's nice to the, for them to know that it's got a homemade quality, this show. Yes. Oh, yes, because they'd never be able to tell <laughs> that it's homemade. That I don't want them off. thinking that we're that slick. <laughs> uh, dear F.A. and E., uh, just recently there have been a few emails slash tweets about old subjects and references from past shows. I have one. Whatever happened to the Dormouse doorstop? which I think Kath picked up from a church fair. Surely this would make an ideal companion for Monsieur Gingham. Um, well, the email continues, to, but I'd like to pause and wait for answers. Someone there. to correct there. Um, it wasn't a, a doorstop for a start-off. It was a... Uh, Dormouse. It was a... That's what they're probably thinking of, aren't they, Dormouse? Yeah. It, was, it was a vacuum cleaner cover <laughs> in the shape of a mouse. Oh. And it wasn't from a church fair, it was from... Uh, so that's another kind of church mouse. <laughs> they've, got, they've got the mouse thing and they just they can't let it go. Uh-huh. It was from a, a charity shop. Mm. Thank goodness they didn't get round to the, uh, the tip mouse, the well-known <laughs> American songbird. Oh, God. <laughs> that would have been a nightmare. But, yeah, it's, um, uh, the problem is that uh, Monsieur Gingham yes. is about eight inches high and uh, the vacuum cover must be three and a half feet. It'd, be, it'd, be, it'd all be a bit Bernie Eccleston. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I saw it the day. It's in a cupboard, obviously, where, where vacuum cleaners. Something terrifying. Oh, Monsieur Gingham. You open... I mean, obviously, I haven't seen the vacuum cleaner for some years. <laughs> I leave that to uh, our cleaner. But mm. um, I opened the cupboard and there was the mouse in there looking... Oh. Dejected. Looking resentful. Looking a bit like James May <laughs> on uh, <laughs> Top Gear. <laughs> 
The Looking email. a bit like Minnie waiting for that commitment for Hope to pop oh, a yeah. question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, email, <laughs> the email continues. Night's move, if Emily's ever in Coventry, brackets, yes. one hour, 20 minutes from London, exclamation mark, close brackets. I don't brackets. choose partners on the basis <laughs> of how near London that, that, they are. Well, the way Can I just say that, that is a very Coventry thing to say. They would like to advertise how close to London they mm. are, I think, Coventry. So Do you think? Big selling point is, mm. oh, we're not as far from London as you think. Um... That and that it was repeatedly bombed, wasn't it, during the war, Coventry? Oh, oh. God, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> I mean, really... Oh, comedy like, show. OK, Mr I mean, it was Buzzkill. really bombed, didn't uh, Happy to show her the delights of the local precinct. However, oh, God. my wife of three months would probably chaperone. Keep up the outstanding work, that is all. OK. I like that is all. I still like that. <laughs> yeah. I somebody just put it at the end when I we like said it, we though. liked it. It's good because often on an email someone will say to me, uh, oh, you, did you get my email about uh, blah, 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 and it, and it was like a second topic on the email. Well, I never go beyond the first. <laughs> no, don't you? <laughs> what, 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 you think I'm going to sit there scrolling? <laughs> no, definitely Frank, uh, not. Top I'll... Gear presenter James May was Heat Magazine's Weird Crush. Is that in right? 2007. Yeah, strange mm. piece of information, but I just thought I'd share it with you. I heard he was living with Will Young. <laughs> now, I, I'm not saying that was true, I'm saying what I heard, that might just be talk. Under the brush? Yeah. Uh, over the brush? I think, yeah, I think they were alongside the brush, neither under or over. No, I, I can't remember who told me that. It can't be true. Mm. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Can I just tell you very quickly? Of course you can. That last night I was just getting my baby down to sleep mm. and my girlfriend was asleep and I was at him in the cot and I, was, and I was just trying to be all quiet and he started gurgling and he definitely, definitely said, Dada. Oh, that's nice. And, um, and then I said, what did you, did you say, Dada? I just wanted a reprise to make sure. Did and he say, he no, did, you fool. And then he did a less good version of it. <laughs> and I thought we can, we can nip that out in the edit. <laughs> and then uh, and then I was going, Dad, 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 trying to get him to do it again. And I thought, if Kath wakes up now, she'll think, I mean, I'm asleep, you're teaching him to say your name first. <laughs> it was really, but he definitely said it. It was, oh, man, it was... It's like Albion winning the FA Cup in 1968. Anyway. Oh, except, be except better looking. Um, mm. <laughs> hi, Frank M and the Cockerel. I watched Skyfall the other day and couldn't help noticing some scenes set around the MI6 building. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Oh. Well, I don't think that. I think one would be <laughs> shocked to hear that. <laughs> what? If I've guessed correctly, Frank's flat is in view. Oh. Is this another attempt by Daniel Craig to undermine Frank after the stolen cleaner? Does the camera go in... <laughs> Sort of zoom in and show the debris <laughs> in my dirty old flat. Your messy flat, and then a cut you to a laughing Daniel Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Frank sitting there in pants, having taken up smoking. He's so depressed. A laughing Daniel Craig <laughs> drinking Carlsberg and holding the can specially up to camera so I can read it. Uh, see, I, I don't know what it is, but do you remember I told you a story that I was uh, posing for a photo once outside the IEV restaurant? Mm. 
And, um, oh, is that Dame oh, Judy? Dame Judy Dench arrived and said, I thought this place was for celebrities. I don't believe she meant that horribly. I did, are you sure? something, what is it about the new generation of okay. Bonds yeah, people yeah. That, are, that are out to get me? Can I put forth the <laughs> argument that perhaps your emphasis is incorrect? And what she actually said was, I thought this place was for uh, celebrities. No, no. Oh. She just in her face. She looked like she'd just had a bottle of Sarsons <laughs> malt vinegar. Lovely. Yeah, like it. Oh, on. Frank! Oh, it's put me off. Do you think when they're in between takes, they just sit around yeah, and they, talk about yeah, you? It's me off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be pleased on the. Uh, they get the Skinner files open. Oh, <laughs> I bet, no. I bet I've got the cleaner. Got... Good work. Excellent I work. Just, I love. I love the Bond films. I just can't get on with the staff. Frank, I once as had a in. full fist fight with Lois Maxwell, who played Miss Moneypenny. <laughs> Smashed her really hard in the face. She has sent him out on a mission to steal your cleaner. I love it. Um, someone's texted Willow Pool Garden Centre by Lynn. Great restaurant. That's the garden centre that I was talking about. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's excellent. Do they sell erasers? It's really good food. So they do sell erasers, by the way, someone was saying. At the, oh, uh, the, um, yes, the, Eden the, the Eden Project. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to diss the Eden Project. Oh, I do. It, it. I know you do, because you said it Happy was rubbish. To. But, I mean, I think if they sell erasers, we should make it because they sell erasers. I don't have many standards on this show. <laughs> I won't have it said that the Eden Centre doesn't sell erasers if they do. <laughs> OK, we've cleared that up. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise. As I say this, Michael Parkinson is on the telly advertising <laughs> death. So it sounds particularly... Oh, there, here comes the Parker Pen. Um, yeah, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Thank you very much for listening and we love you all. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio.